Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. So here's episode 338, and we're going to talk about uh, an article that uh, we found, um, or I found, uh, called Baseball's Big Plays. And it is a statistical look at the most critical plays in every MLB franchise's history. And, and what that means is by percentage, right, of what the the happened, their ability to win the World Series went up by the most percentage of any other time for that right. franchise. It, 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 basically, there's a new statistic for those people that might not be aware called win percentage, or basically it's calculating the chance of a game, the individual percentage of play shifts the game in favor of any team. There is win probability. There's actually a pretty cool thing this year that a, a fan was doing where every night he would take the five plays with the highest win probability change and post the highlights of them for all games. So you could see basically what were the five most important plays every night. And it was kind of interesting because sometimes you'd have games where like three plays would come from the same game because you had right. a wild game with a ton of back and forths. And then some days they would be from all different games. Very rarely were they early in the game, though. <laughs> so I, I guess it's kind of a it's not a random thing, because in, if the if the percentage, the winning percentage is what it is, that's just a factual thing. It doesn't mean it, it would go that way, but it just gave them the best chance. And we're going to do it in reverse order. Of, and this is almost the same way we're doing our deep dives, right? Because we're yes. going to st start with um, of of the amount of World Series uh, the team has uh, teams have won, uh, or in the case of our first entry here, the Mariners. They never played one. So you you think, okay, so what could be the biggest percentage? So that would have been something that would have gotten them, I guess, to the World Series. Well, it's Series. funny because I know exactly what play it would be because there's one that immediately comes to mind, and that's Edgar Martinez's double in the, I want to say, 95 as, uh, Division Series. And and that's impressive because I think you were like six. Right, but that is the <laughs> most important hits hit yeah. in Mariners history probably. And something else that I noticed as we go through this list, so there were seven Hall of Famers involved in these singular plays for all these different teams. So seven out of 30, that's a little less than a quarter. That's kind of interesting. Um, there's a few uh, players will, that are sort of like small names you wouldn't necessarily know uh tony womack and we'll get to these guys and then tino landrum and then but there's a lot of good players there were good major league players who had that moment that probably was the greatest moment of their career but um, for a lot of these guys you know these are essentially the biggest plays in a world series either run or or, or actually the world series so for most guys it's going to be the biggest moment in their career yeah <laughs> I would say so too. So yeah, yeah, you're right about Edgar Martinez, um, and the Padres who uh, fell a little short of making the World Series have lost two World Series in uh, what 1994, uh, 1984, and 1998 against the Yankees. So the biggest hit they ever had, or not a hit, I mean, but a situation. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not sure because I can't think of any play from that 98 run that was like very memorable. So I'm not sure if it's even from that time period. Right. It's not like I knew these things, but. But the, the, the article says, though, Tony Gwynn's two-run double in the seventh that put San Diego up 5-2 in game five of the 1984 National League Championship Series. I kind of remember that series, uh, you know, because it was a it was a good series and the Cubs were very good that year. Um, and, and the Padres ended up winning the series, obviously, and going to the World Series and right. getting swamped by the Tigers. Uh, but I, I, you know, it's great that a Hall of Famer, right, Tony Gwynn, had this hit. And so, but that is, you know, that's a long time ago for the the franchise's greatest yes. moment. I, I think one of the things to think about with win probability is that the game has to be in a position for a player to get a hit 
that's going to greatly a- affect the win probability. For example, if a team gets an early three-run home run and goes up 3 nothing, that three-run home run doesn't actually affect the win probability on its own that much because you can assume over the course of the rest of the game that the other team is likely to score. That That's not true if you hit a three-run home in the seventh inning. So you're, you're kind of getting at the uh, game winning RBI kind of irrelevant. Right. Of that, right. So, so in some of these things, like there might like, cause it's, it's unlikely that the, I'm not sure if the Padres won that series in five games, but if they didn't, that's how it can kind of make sense that like a big hit in the set, they won it in five games. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So that makes a Three little games bit to more, two. So it makes it more clutch. Right. Cause that was to win the series to clinch it with a game winning double in the seventh. But we'll see some in this list where it's just like, oh yeah, he got the big hit in like, game three right right or or it's not always hitters we're going to find out that there's right. actually a, 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 a non-hit that actually made it so um the third one are the rays they've lost one world series um and never won the world series right and, and in this one i i mean we watched it it was actually pretty recent i think it's going to kind of get memory hold a little bit people are going to forget about this moment because it comes from the covid season and that was randy rosarena's two-run home run in game seven of the 2020 alcs that dude had an unbelievable playoff run that year, so it was only fitting, right, that he has that, that sort he of, has that moment. And, to, and, and he's definitely a guy that had a good season the last two seasons. He's a very good player, but he did not – I don't think he could have ever matched the supernova status he ascended to in that playoff. That's a good point. I think maybe so. I, I kind of feel like, gee, am, if I'm a, I'm a Ray fan, am I a little disappointed in a, in a Rosarena? I, I expected more because he was so unbelievable. You couldn't get him out. <laughs> right, and I, I, I think it, it, it sort of set him up uh, the same way a guy like Trevor Story sort of got set up on an unfair trajectory for right. his career because he had that. Now, granted, that can work in your favor because you could have that opening stretch to your career like that, and then teams and organizations will give you a chance way longer because, well, he did it once before. Right, right, right. But it also means that, you know, you could be a really good player like a Rosarena and kind of not get some of the credit you're due, even I'm guilty of this, because of that postseason that you had. Yeah, yeah, and 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 so another you know team uh, that's been good recently, but this goes back a ways. I didn't realize. It. So the, the Brewers, because they have only made it to one World Series, and and you forget that, right? And they've had a lot of painful seasons recently. <laughs> like I would feel bad because they, like they're the kind of team where it's like you know what? It's probably like it, it's a good thing for them that they haven't made it too deep. Otherwise, they'd probably be on this list as the team that's happening against a whole bunch. But when they made it to the World Series in 82, and yes, they lost to the Cardinals, um, Cecil Cooper, and I don't know if you – I think we've talked about him on we've the podcast. Talked, we talked, talked about that 82 World Series. Right, right. So he, he was uh, he's one of those guys I'd say is like a very good baseball player, really nice career, not a Hall of Famer and all that stuff, but should get some props for just being a solid player. And it was nice that he got the two-run single in the seventh inning that put Milwaukee up 4-3 against the Angels in Game 5 of the 82 ALCS. So yeah. that was big. That's a big, that's a gate, like a, a the only game, world series. Wow. The only world series. And you got the hit that took your team there. That's good. That's going to matter. So and, how about the Rangers? You, you were around for them. Now this one was interesting because you had two world series runs pretty close together that you kind of could have pulled one from it. I don't particularly remember this moment, 
which was Benji Molina's three-run home run against the Yankees in Game Four of the uh, 2010 ALCS. I'm with you. I don't. I, I don't either. Uh, actually, I remember Benji Molina, Molina more as a San Francisco Giant, you right? Know, uh, and uh, yeah, and and they right 2010 and 2011. Those were the only two uh, World Series appearances for the Rangers. And and, uh, and, and and this is this might just this is where I was kind of talking about that sometimes. So so he got the three-run home run in the sixth that put them up five-three. Okay, so you know big thing but it was to take a 3-1 lead which they eventually closed out in six yeah so it was just like it's not yeah. that big a moment like but there might have just not been that throughout that postseason run where there was like that one late inning piece of heroics you could just get runs like that sometimes and so the last team that we sort of have left of the teams that haven't won the world series and it was the last of our deep dive teams too right, right? we just we did, did them recently yeah, yeah. is the colorado rockies now i remember this one and that's only really because i was like right when i was going to my freshman year off in college and that was matt holiday's game tying triple in the 2007 nl wild card game yeah boy it's tough to be a colorado fan because the play itself increased colorado's chance of winning that year's championship by 5.9 percent <laughs> now this is but you know what that's, that's the best not they got really, but that's not really fair because this was to make the playoffs this was game like one right three wasn't or even a playoff game so but if they but it's the only one game like there is no other game in the regular season that had as much importance in as this one game did and he got the game tying trip in the bottom of the 13th. Right. Like, and then they, they did win the pennant that year. Right. But so it's not never, one of the games in the, <laughs> in the, in the, the pennant. No, because I think they, they sort of just rolled to the World yeah, Series. They got really year. hot. Yeah. They yeah. got really, like, it, they, they felt like a team of destiny. And that was Rocktober. Rocktober in Colorado. Yes. So, um, you were pretty young, but I think you remember Rally Monkeys. We're going to get to the Angels because they only have their one World Series in 2002. Yeah. Um, what do you remember about that? I remember being at a bat mitzvah <laughs> and sneaking away from like whatever the party was because it was in a hotel. And in the lobby of the hotel, there was a TV playing the Giants Angels World Series. So I would occasionally slip out of like the ballroom so that I could take peeks to the TV to see what was going on. I want to say that was like the one game the Giants won of that World Series, too. <laughs> and and I think I think what they were the. California Angels of the at that That's, time. I want to say they were the Anaheim Angels. Yeah, they, they might have been the, I think you're right, the Anaheim Angels. So what's the play? Garrett, uh, now, see, Garrett Anderson. Wow. I, I, this is where it's a little tricky because I would think it would be actually in the ALCS with Adam Kennedy. One of Adam Kennedy's three, three home runs. Right. We both we both watched that game. Right. Uh, but I would say that I don't know what it would be. Yeah, so I, I didn't remember this either, right? So Garrett Anderson's eighth inning single that combined with an error by Barry Bonds left men on second and third with nobody out against the Giants in game six of the 2002 World Series. The, this play increased Anaheim's chances of winning that year's championship by 14.65%. That's, man, who's going to remember that? <laughs> Right, because it's not even like it wasn't like the next play where Troy Gloss got the double to drive those guys in. It's like who remembers the bloop single that got the guys to second and third, and is like, ah, yes, that was the big play of the game, even though it really was. 
So I can remember the next one, the Nationals had won their only World Series in 2019. So we're still in the groups that had won. Um, and, and you, you, you know, you know who had a great series and that hit was pretty, I, I can remember. Right. This one's, this one's pretty obvious because it was a game seven go ahead home run late in the game. Like, what's more awesome than that? that that's what you dream about. Right. Right. And Howie and- Kendrick brought it home. Yeah, Howie Kendrick, Game Seven of the 2019 World Series. It's a two-home run, a two-run home run in the seventh to put the Nationals up three to two, and they would then carry that lead to a victory. I, I think it was early 2000s, and I was in Arizona for business, and we went uh, to a spring. Not you and me. Um, no, no, uh, no. Your mom and I. I went to a. I made her go to a spring training game. Oh wow! Uh, with me. <laughs> no, she was, really does was, love you. No, no. <laughs> it was a, it was an Arizona Fall League game. My bad. So I'd never. Oh been wow! She Arizona. really loves you then. <laughs> uh, and we went to an Arizona uh, Fall League game, which was really kind of fun. It was in, in Phoenix, and the best player on the field that day by far was this guy I'd never heard of called Howie Kendrick. The dude hit the ball all over the lot, including over the fence was a demon in second base like who is this guy and he came up and had so he's one of those guys i'd say like he had a a pre a good major league career not a hall of famer i, I think it, i think you know we, we we've talked about this and i think it'll be fun to talk about in the future he's a guy that i would classify as a solid starter for most yeah. of his yeah yeah, yeah you were talking about that like like he's a guy that you could count on day in and day out where He's never going to be an all-star. He's never going to be a superstar. But you're never going to have a team with nine positional all-stars. It's not possible. You're going to need to have some guys that are just good, solid, everyday starter. A a good representation from that from this year's Mets, Mark Canna. Yeah. Like – you're going to show a professional ball player. He's going to show up. He's going to give you good at-bats. He's not going to be incredible, though he can have big moments – but right. he's not going to ever hurt your team, and he's never going to be the guy that you're going to look at and be like, ah, I need to get somebody better than him. I think Ken is a better fielder than Kendrick was, but Kendrick would have gone like years ago. You'd call it a professional hitter, you know, a guy right. who, you, yeah, <laughs> which whatever the hell that means, you know, <laughs> it, it, to be professional hitters like I'm going to count on this guy to hit 285 with 20 home runs. So and- that play did uh, increase their chances by uh, 30, uh, was it 36 percent? So 32 percent. That- Thirty-two percent. So that's that's a you know that's a giant difference, right? right. And that makes sense because the championship at that point, when you think about the sheer number of plays that have to take place over the course of a season to get to a championship, no plays are going to have as much weight as the last few towards the end of a game, a close game in Game Seven of a World Series, because like all the <laughs> other stuff before that doesn't matter. Well, and that's a good point, right? Because it, it was in the seventh inning. Yeah. Of game seven, he hits the go-ahead home run, and it only gave him a thirty-two point nine percent chance of winning. So there was still a two-thirds chance that they weren't going to win. Well, no, 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 no. So what it is saying is that it's improving their chances. So right. Washington, uh, the, the increase, cha- it's the yes, increase. because pr- previous to that, the chances chance might have been right. like Astros had like sixty-one percent to win, and they had you know thirty-nine percent to win, and now it's flipped and it's seventy-thirty Nationals. That's what they're saying. Uh, the next one, uh, the last of our uh, singular World Series champions would be the Diamondbacks. And boy, I, I can think of the play. But it's not the play you're thinking of. Exactly, right? Because I immediately thought, well, it had to be Luis Gonzalez's hit off Mariana Rivera, right? I mean, uh, I, everybody remembers that being the greatest closer of all time in the World Series, but it isn't. Right. And it makes sense when you think about how that inning plays out. Because what people forget is that the Diamondbacks were down going into that inning. So they're down, and then Tony Womack hits a 
tying double that drives in two guys and puts the winning run on third. So there, at that point, there's guys on second and third in only one out for when a guy gets hit and then Luis Gonzalez comes up. So he had – at that point, once you have second and third, one out, and all you have to do is score a run, it's a lot easier to do that than to hit the double that gets you the two runs to tie the game. Clearly the greatest moment of Tony Womack's life. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure most people would feel that way. <laughs> you know, probably the most frustrating thing is that everybody gives Luis Gonzalez all the credit and not you. <laughs> right, right, right. Because guess um, what? He got that hit off Mariana Rivera. I too. know. That's that's that that's what makes it so so interesting. Um, so now we get into the teams that have won two World Series. Um, and and the the first of those franchises. This is by years, is kind of the way that I kind of looked at it. So in 1920, the then Indians, now Guardians, and we've talked about that 1920 season with the unassisted triple play in the World Series, which is not the play, um, you know, the greatest play in their history. You would think an unassisted triple play would give you a better chance to win, right? And you know what? I'm surprised that it is not Rajai Davis's home run. In the game seven of the World Series against the Cubs. Right, right, because they didn't win. They didn't win, right? But (laughs) but it's not about whether it's about your win percentage changing. So, what play was it? So this is, uh, and I had to look up this guy, Gene uh, Bearden is the player's name. um, And he's not a hitter, he's a pitcher. So Gene Bearden got Boston's, uh, I love this, Sibby Sisty to bunt into a double play that, in the ninth inning. That's not a real inning. name. <laughs> that's, that's a real a baseball re- name. You're telling now. me there was a real baseball player named Sibby Sisty. Sisty. So he bunted into a double, uh, bunted into a double play. I mean, that's Oof. like Babe Ruth getting thrown out at second base to end the 1926 World Series on yeah. a steal. Um, and and that that play increased Cleveland's chance uh, of winning the World Series, but that year's chance by 15.57 percent. Uh, that's in 1948, folks. Been a long time. So then, of course, they have props to Rajai Davis, who was mentioned because it, it just was the fact that maybe his percentage wasn't 15 percent. It might have been 13 percent or 14 percent. It just didn't come with the best percentage difference. That's that's really what the uh, they're doing. And then and then and then we get to another two World Series win team, much to our chagrin, our Mets. And it, there was no play in the 69 World Series uh, as a as a longtime Mets fan that, you know, would have done that because AG's fantastic catches and Swoboda's catch. That happened in game three. Uh, you know, they were really important plays, but they weren't that singular. You, you know, it probably has to happen later in the World Series, right? You can't right, right. do that and, in game three or four. Which is also why I think it home. wouldn't be Mookie's hit because in the Buckner play, because the Mets still had to go out and win game seven. At that point. So, yes, that play would help them win the World Series, but that wouldn't be the play that would have, like, the biggest chance of changing things. And, 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 and I don't know, really knowledgeable Mets fans know that in Game 7 of that World Series, they went down the Mets. And so after all of the, you know, uh, thrill the of winning Game 6 and thinking they would roll, uh, they got down. You kind of felt, oh, wouldn't this be the worst thing if, if they, like, they won like that game and they the- lost? Oh God, yeah. So uh, they're down three nothing in Game Seven, and Keith Hernandez. There's another 
there in our opinion should be hall of famer came through with the bases loaded to start a stirring comeback that vaulted the Mets to an eight to five victory. But the fact that that superseded Mookie Wilson's play, and it wasn't by a huge amount. Um, that was a 22% 22.33% increase uh, for the, uh, the play by Hernandez and Mookie's play was 21.46%. So not that big a difference, but still it was just interesting, you know, cause you know, the natural thing is to think Mookie's play is the play because they were basically right. going to lose, you know, but it, it, it didn't increase their chances of winning because the Mets couldn't have won the World Series that night. No, that they, exactly. That's what we're saying. So, and how about the Royals? Uh, another two-time winner, and they won them 30 years apart in 2015 uh, and 1985. So, uh, well, we watched that 2015 World Series pretty closely, and outside of the game one home run, which probably wouldn't move the needle that much on a championship percentage, unless, like, the Lucas Duda throwing error did it, I don't think there would be a play from that game, from that series, that would make it onto the list for the Royals. Well, I, I had to go back and, and look it up because although I remember this this player, Dane Yorge, I-O-R-G, Dane Yorge, uh, two-run single in the bottom of the ninth to beat the Cardinals 2-1 to one in game six of the 1985 World Series. That increased Kansas City's uh, chances by 25.01%. Um, so the Cardinals were three outs from winning. So that's what makes this... You know, That's what makes that a huge play is that three outs from winning. He gave them a game seven and gave them a chance to win. Um, and he came up with the bases loaded and one out and has hit forced game seven that the Royals would win. So it didn't even wasn't the put away game. It was the game that enabled them to get to the put away game, which I right. think Brett Saberhagen won, if I'm not mistaken. So um, how about the fish? The fish. So they had two separate postseason runs. They had so, two World Series, so they were still in the two World Series win groups. And yeah. the Marlins are included there. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, if I remember correctly, actually, didn't somebody get a really big hit in their like '97 World Series run? Yeah, yeah. This one I remember because um, it's a player who went on to have another one of these guys who had a very solid career, uh, but mm -hmm. you probably forget about him, Edgar Renteria. So, right, and it was yeah. in the bottom of the eleventh inning, is what why it was so that beat Cleveland in three two three two game seven of the World Series, and I remember oh. just the elation of that hit, and 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 Florida was just so well. I, they were the Florida Marlins then, weren't they? Not the Miami Marlins. I'm correct because um, Tampa didn't exist at that point. No, no, they were there. Tampa, Tampa came before. Um, but the play increased Florida's chances by winning that year uh, by 34.28%. I think that's the highest I've seen so far in all of these. Uh, and he is one of only six players to deliver a walk-off victory in a winner-take-all World Series game. I think Joe Carter would be one of those guys. Uh, and I, I don't want to try to speculate. I think the more impressive thing is he's the only one to have done it with two outs. Right. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah. And, uh, and he did it in extra innings. So, there is not a more clutch hit than that. Is uh, there? Talk, talk, no. Well, um, there is if you go to the Blue Jays, because in fact, the Blue Jays also winning two World Series back to back, by the way, in 92 and 93. And and maybe the Blue Jays would tell you we would have won a 94 if they would have played the thing. Um, it is, in fact, Joe Carter's three run homer in the bottom of the ninth to give the Toronto an eight to six victory. So you're down six five in, in, in the ninth inning in, in game six and you can win the World Series. And I remember that moment really well because I was at a place where everybody was watching it at, a, at some industry conference and the place went absolutely nuts. Oh, I mean, it's a walk-off home run in the World Series. In man. the bottom of the ninth? Yeah, like that's happened one time. 
Right that that dot. You guys were watching it. So uh, yeah, the Blue Jays. You know they have that, and it's it's been thirty years. So I'm sure they're ready for another. And um, and how about the Astros? You know they've only won two. Not only won two, and that's it came in the year. The, it the feels like more, Mets. unfortunately. Right, right, because they they've been around it, but and they've only won them both in the past five years, which is kind of interesting. So if you had to think, so what was the moment for the Astros? Hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't come up with it off the top of my head. Neither could I. So Alex Bregman, mm-hmm. uh, he of the University of Connecticut here. Oh, uh, I remember this hit. Bottom of the tenth. Yep. Okay, in Game Five to win thirteen to twelve. That was a wild game. That yeah, that was the game where like we all knew after that game, Houston's winning this World Series. Right, right, because it only gave them a three-two lead in the series. But right? then they so only didn't win they were the World go- Series. But they were going back to LA after that, and right. if they had to go back to LA and win two games, it wasn't going to happen. But they only needed one. So I, I guess the, because where they were, is they were going to, you know, be, be never win those two games is the point, and that's why the percentage went up by sixteen point three four percent based yep. on his RBI single in the bottom of the tenth. So uh, that's cool. So now we're on to the three win teams, and and it starts with the Cubs. And I couldn't tell you what happened when they won their first two World Series in 1907 and 08, by the way, um, because the the one more recently you know about is 2016. Right. And now, obviously, you know, this is where the list starts to thin a little bit, just because you're st- there's not that many teams that have three World Series wins. Now, this one was pretty easy to remember because it comes after the big Rajai Davis home run. And that was when Ben Zobrist hit an RBI double in the top of the 10th to give Chicago the go-ahead lead in Game 7 of the 2016 World Series. That This one's pretty, again, self-explanatory. Top 10 guy gets an RBI double to put his team on top in game seven. It's going to have a pretty big impact on that game. Increased their chance of winning the championship by 31.27%. So yeah, since they hadn't won and he had the monk, they had the monkey of the 108 years to boot. Right. So that just makes it even, even heavier. And I, I think Ben Zobris leveraged that quite well into whatever additional years in his career he got, because I don't think he ever was that good again after that, but because of that play and that, and he how had good the he run in the year for Chicago. And that's all that mattered. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So when when I think about the the Senators that became the Twins, and we've talked about that, also have three World Series. Um, in 1924, 87, and 91, they won their series. And it, I would just think of the Walter Johnson coming in in extra innings in 1924 after he had pitched the tape before. And I think, well, you know, that was just one of the coolest things. But I right. think that that is the play. No, it's but it's not. <laughs> it's not, and I don't even think it's even it, it even registers. So, um, Bucky Harris, who is a Hall of Famer, uh, his two run single in the bottom of the eighth um, for the Senators in games tied Game Seven of that twenty four World Series against the Giants, and an increase increased Washington's chance of winning that year's championship by thirty five point two percent. But Johnson still had to come in and get the guys out after he had pitched the game two days ago in game seven, like out of the out of the bullpen, which he just didn't do very much. Um, so but again, these are probabilities based upon circumstances. So that's why uh, right. Bucky Harris. And no one remembers that. right? I don't think Bucky Harris's name gets uh, mentioned the fun thing much. about a guy named Bucky Harris is that like you could tell me, oh, yeah, a, bu- a guy named Bucky Harris did this for just about any baseball team. And I would believe you because it just sounds like a baseball name when I was a kid and, and, and my, my family would go 
go to Vegas. That's a whole nother story on, on vacations and stuff like that. Um, the casino manager at the Sands Hotel was a guy named Bucky Harris in the end. And so I, I couldn't same figure guy? out. He's not the same guy. Well, I don't think so. No, I think I don't think so. I don't think I, mean, so. I don't know. You never know. <laughs> so how about the 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 franchise that started as the Browns? I started as the Brewers, believe it or not, for like one year back in the 19, early 1900s. St. Louis Browns and the Baltimore Orioles today, um, they've won three World Series, and that's a long time, right? Um, right. The problem years. is all of the, the World Series and good playoff runs, aside from like one or two for the Baltimore Orioles, happened before I was born. So I'm going to guess regardless of what World Series run this might have been from, I was not alive for it. You, you, you weren't. It, it was in, in 1983, actually, so it's before you were born. Um, and and they, the World, they not win, didn't they not win the World Series in '83. They did. They did. Okay. They did. Yeah. And, but but the play was not. In, it was in the in the American League Championship Series that huh. this play increased their percentage. Tito Landrum's solo home run on the top of the tenth, and there's the extra inning thing that changes right. the fortune of a team. Uh, they beat the White Sox. Uh, I remember the White Sox in '83. Lamar Hoyt had a good year. That was a that was a good White Sox team. Um, and and it was in. Uh, it increased their chances of winning the the, the uh, World Series uh, by ten percent. So you know, not a giant difference. And and the Orioles had some really good teams in 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 the the sixty six and seventy and eighty three. And actually, one player this is a trivia question played on all three of those World Series teams for the Baltimore Orioles. He's a Hall of Famer. Any any idea? He's a pitcher. Jim. Yes, yes, you Palmer. got it. You got it. You got it. Jim Palmer put uh, pitched on all three of those teams. So honestly, uh, the hardest part about remembering that was remembering his last name because I'm like Jim Leonard. I'm like, no, that was no, a Jim safety Palmer. in the NFL. Excellent, excellent job there. So um, checking in next with four wins are the Tigers. They won in 35, 45, 68, and 84. Uh, the Detroit Tigers, and I remember this player. Their their greatest player play took place in the '68 World Series, which is more remembered for Bob Gibson striking out 17 guys in Game One, um, with Denny McLean having won 31 games that year. That's what I remember about the six. And of course, they they uh, lowered the mound after that season because that was the season of no hitting. Uh, that, that and the last year of of league play without divisions. Also, right. Enough. So Jim Northrup, who was a fine ball player. Another one of those guys. If you look at his career, you know he'll good, he'll, solid baseball, really player. good ball, ball player. Um, he hit a two-run triple, which is kind of unusual. Um, that broke a scoreless tie in the seventh inning against those Cardinals in Game Seven of the '68 World Series. Yeah, that'll do it. You put your team up by a couple runs in the seventh inning of Game Seven. That that'll get you some win probability. It, it increased Detroit's chance of winning that Leaders Championship by thirty-five point nine two percent. That's about the highest, one of the yeah. highest as well. And the Tigers had rallied from three to one. Mickey Lowe won three games for those Tigers uh, as a pitcher in that World Series. Um, and I would imagine you could ask a bunch of good Tiger fans. I'm not sure if Jim Northrup's play would come to mind as the most pivotal play uh, from a percentage percent, uh, perspective in, in their history. So um, we go on to Los Bravos. Uh, the Braves, and we had the Miracle Braves in 1914. They won four times altogether. They won in 57 with Lou Burdett. Uh, in 95, I was at that the World Series against the Indians uh, in Cleveland. Uh, I watched a game from behind home played amazing pitching performance by uh, by uh, uh, Steve Avery. Um, and the Braves in 2021. So which of those uh, World Series it was. Um, it was so, I, I feel like I have a bit of a guess here only because 
I, I happen to know this just because this was coming up in a conversation with Braves fans on Reddit that the 57 World Series was the only World Series they had that went to seven games. So I'm going to guess it's from that one. It, it is, exactly, exactly. And it's uh, the play is a Hall of Famer. You may know Eddie Matthews by name. I've heard of him. Third baseman. A lot uh, of Eddie M names in baseball. It's confusing. <laughs> You're right. Edgar Martinez and all that. Very good. Um, Eddie Murphy. Uh, Eddie Ma- Matthews also has the distinction of being the guy who was on the first cover of Sports Illustrated in the 50s, which is um, That's a pretty big a, deal. Interesting trivia question. So Eddie Matthews uh, hit a two-run double in the third inning. That opened the scoring against the Yankees in Game 7, and that play increased Milwaukee's <laughs> chances of winning that year's championship to 19.68. Again, Braves fans, I don't think you'll know that off the top of your head. No. So, uh, you know, it just that's amazing that that is the play that made the greatest difference. Right. It just that, that, you know, you might have championship runs where, like we've said, you just kind of don't get an opportunity to have some kind of singular impactful play like that. So checking in next with five World Series wins are, and we've talked, it's funny how they're both here. I, I think we mentioned that. So I, I have a thing for the Pirates and the Reds, as you know, because of the yes. rivalry they had in the 70s and and their histories are, are quite parallel. Um, and, the, and the Pirates won in 1909 and 1925. We know the Mazeroski home run in 1960 um, that won the World Series in Game 7 against the Yankees when they got outscored by a million runs. Um, and then they won in 1971 and 79 the We Are Family team. Um, so I would think Mazeroski, right? Wouldn't you have to think that that would be the... Right, I would assume, because that's like the only thing I know about that World Series. <laughs> and let's see. It is, in fact, not Mazeroski's play, but it is in that game. It is uh, somebody, and I had to look him up, so I did that. He, I think he had a career war of like two. Uh, Hal Smith, three-run home run in the bottom of the eighth inning that put Pittsburgh up 9-7 against the Yankees in Game 7 of the World Okay, Series. yeah, that would almost do it, because Mazeroski's home run, the game was tied, right? Right, right, right. And so the win, that wouldn't be as much of a win probability shift as going from being down to being up. That play would... increased Pittsburgh's chance of winning that year's championship by 63.62%. Okay, so it's game seven, um, <laughs> and then you got a two-run lead, right? And it's the eighth inning. So, so I, I bottom still... of the eighth when he hits it. So you only have to get three more outs, and you're up two runs at that point. Yeah, and, that and, makes sense. And 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 the Pirates were swimming upstream that whole World Series, right? And they're getting they got outscored, I think, you know, by like forty runs in in in, in the seven games. And it was just ridiculous how the Yankees pounded them in the games. The Yankees won, and the and the Pirates barely won. So so basically, Hal Smith enabled Bill Mazeroski to be in the Hall of Fame. Pretty much, <laughs> if you if you ask me. So I'm the, sure if you asked Hal Smith, he'd say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the Reds uh, are the other team, as we said. So they won in 19, 1919. So that was the team that beat the Black Sox. Okay, mm-hmm. so and then, then the Reds had to live that down because everybody thought the the, the White Sox threw the World Series. Um, nineteen forty, don't remember much about that. Uh, 1975 and 76, obviously the big red machine and that little sneaky world championship in 1990 that a lot of people forget about, uh, you know, that, that, that the, the Reds won. So I'm trying to think, was there any singular play? I remember, obviously I, I was a kid during the seventies world series for the Reds. Um, I remember the Carlton Fisk home run against the Reds, right? The waving it fair. Right, so, so, the- so that would probably, it would probably be in that game just because Fisk's home run would produce a lot of wild swings and win, win probability. 
Well, the play was uh, by a Hall of Famer. So this is okay. one of the Hall of Famer plays, Joe Morgan. And, okay. And we love Joe Morgan. His RBI single in the top of the ninth that put the Reds up 4-3 to three against the Boston Red Sox in Game 7 of the World Series of 1975. Yeah. Oh. So they still had to go out and, and, and close it out. So it's funny because it happens to the so 86, 11 years later, Boston basically goes through the same pain except worse because in game six, instead of it being them tying it, it's the other team getting ahead on a great late game hit. Like, oh man, that is just painful. Right, right. This that that the Red Sox had forced game seven in game six, right, with the Fisk home run. So right. they got there. And so all the momentum was kind of like, you know, leaning towards Boston here. Uh and that play, singular play increased Cincinnati's chance of winning by thirty three percent. That's a thirty three point eight four percent. That's that's big. That's, that's big. big. That's big. So uh, the Giants have eight of them, um, which uh, 1905, 21, 22, uh, the John McGraw Giants, by the way. Uh, 1933, they beat the Senators. 1954, uh, that of the Willie Mays fantastic catch, shocking the Indians, who won 111 games that year. 2010, 12, and 14. And boy, that's pretty impressive. So, okay. So what play? Well, it wasn't Willie Mays' catch in 54, right? Because that can't play. Even though that's the singular play right yes. in all the world series it's that, iconic in right a sense. right but i, I it, it wouldn't be the play that would have done it so what the heck play is it i have uh, no idea <laughs> carl hubble okay a hall of famer so what do you know about carl hubble he has a really big telescope <laughs> no that's not him carl hubble was as a kid growing up that he struck out uh, five Hall of Famers in, in the All-Star game in 1933 in the inning or two he pitched. Babe Ruth and and, and all, you know, Lou Gehrig and, and Jimmy Fox and all the, you know, and so that, that was his claim to fame, but he's also a Hall of Fame pitcher uh, and he got Washington's Cliff Botten. So here's a pitcher getting this to hit into a double play grounder that gave the Giants a 2-1 victory over the centers in game four of the 1933 World Series. That's really unexciting, isn't it? Yeah, it's just like, oh, he got a guy to ground. It's like, oh, he got somebody to ground into a double play. But that, that would be an un- even giant fans would have probably described that as an unexciting, a non-exciting end to the game. You know what I mean? Didn't Buster Posey do something to win a World Series or something like that, or Madison Bumgarner? You know, I you mean, Bumgarner think- had an unbelievably heroic performance, but I don't think there was one moment. You know, if you wanted to point to him coming out and pitching like six innings in relief of game seven after throwing three starts in that World Series, then like, yeah, but I don't think you can quantify that as a singular play. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I just find it amazing that it's just, uh, you know, a, a play that, you know, you would just have thought, oh, well, that was a nice play. You know, right, I, I know exactly. that's the greatest play in percentage. Maybe not the most exciting plays, clearly, obviously. Um, clearly. So, Coming in with nine World Series wins, and and if you would have had this conversation, uh, what uh, nineteen years ago, they'd only have what five are the um, uh, first. They were the Americans, the Boston Americans, by the way, in nineteen oh three. They won the first World Series. In case you're hmm. not, not aware of that, um, nineteen twelve. 1915, 1916, and 1918. So those years, and they're the Babe Ruth years were 15, 16, and 18 before he got sold to the Yankees. Uh, and then 2004, 7, 13, and 18, the Red Sox won. So what is the biggest play that increased the Red Sox chances of winning a World Series game? Yeah, you got to go back to 1912. So I, I don't, I'm sure the Red Sox well, fans Well, part of that I remember is that I remember 
that the World Series series they played in the 2000s and onwards, they pretty much stomped all of them. Right, right. They 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 swept the Cardinals. Uh, they swept the Rockies, or they got they were four. I, I think they the swept Rock. the Rockies. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. So that's 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 a good point. And and Tris Speaker, oddly enough, um, the Hall of Famer. It's just amazing how Hall of Famers show up in this thing. His tying single in the bottom of the tenth, tying single in the bottom of the tenth, uh, in Game Eight of the 1912 World Series, increased Boston's chance of winning that year's championship by fifty point fifty two. So so it was they were going to lose. <laughs> right now, first off, we're we're not we did not misspeak. There was a game eight in nineteen twelve. <laughs> right, they they played uh, for a few years from nineteen nineteen. Also, this it was like nineteen twelve and nineteen nineteen to twenty one. They played eight game World Series. So the well, Indians... this one was because game two ended tied after eleven innings, so they had to play an extra game. <laughs> Right, because it wasn't scheduled for eight games like it ended up being later on. They they tried to and 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 I think like one of the leagues wanted to keep keep doing eight uh, eight game World Series or best of nine, I should say, best of nine World Series instead of best of seven. That just seems really like excessive to me. But yeah, I, I feel like you like best of seven and best of five. Okay, I, you could see some differences. I don't feel like you're going to get too much difference between best of seven results and best of nine results. So the the A's and 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 again they're one of the teams that haven't won in a long time. They haven't won since '89, but they have nine World Series wins. They have a lot of World Series. So they they won in back to back in 1910 and 1911. You got Grover Cleveland, Alexander, and all these guys. 1913 as well. So three out of four years, uh, they went back to back in 29 and 30. They won back to back to back in 70. 273 and 74, and they won in 1989. So that's a streaky franchise. And now. Uh, I feel like it's cheating for this one because we've talked about them a bunch. We yeah, but we specifically talked about great World Series, and I remember us specifically calling out the '74 Reds Athletic Series as being a fantastic World Series. Right, right, but they lost. I mean, they no, they they won that, but there wasn't a singular play in that World Series in the '74. In the, no, no, the the A's play yeah. and, and and this is it was the 72 world series oh okay, okay. so and and, and again it's such an un, you know so unremarkable name unremarkable player don mincher who was a, a solid major league player but i had to look him up uh i remember his name but nothing else about him his tying single in the bottom of the ninth okay i don't remember this stuff that was 50 years ago folks um that play increased oakland's chance of winning that year's championship by 19.98 percent and they won a seven game classic uh as they took a 3-1 lead in the series after they scored twice in the ninth for a three-two victory in Game Four. Uh, I, I just think that's just—you would never remember that as being the pivotal play in the World Series. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> so, and, and nor would you remember that Angel, Mang- Angel Mangual would then provide the winning hit. And there's another name that probably doesn't get uttered very much. So, we're down to our last two. Okay, right. and so we look—we know who has the most World Series wins. Okay, but. In second place all time, you probably know are the Cardinals uh, and the Gas House Gang Cardinals of 1926, 1931, and 34. They won those three. Uh, they also won uh, in every other year like the Giants did in 10, 12, 2010, 12, and 14, 1942, 44, and 46. And that's the war years, which is kind of interesting. The Cardinals did so well then, and, and, and the Yankees not as much. Uh, 64, 67, 1982, 2006, and 2011. That's just, man. The Cardinals are just an awesome franchise. Sustained success throughout the history of the game. 
And and Harry the Hat Walker, his nickname, his RBI double in the bottom of the eighth scored Enos Slaughter. This is a famous play. Uh, is it this, and, uh, this is like it has like a name, right? Yeah, the Mad Dash, I think it was called. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's 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 Slaughter's Mad Dash exactly. Uh, f- uh, put him three outs away from a championship that they would indeed win. Uh, Johnny Pesky was blamed, um, and and it always ends up being like the Cardinals and the Red Sox in the World Series. That happens a lot, considering you know the, the, the two. Well, two I, of the original teams. Yeah, much. yeah, but still, they seem to end up meeting in the world series a lot and and, and it's gone both ways like we should go do that sometime maybe look at those two teams and have them in the world series because i think they've had some pretty epic uh, battles and <laughs> so the last one and you know so how do you pick the greatest moment in in a, in a franchise that had 27 darn world series and should, should we call out the years for the yankee world series or does it not really matter okay uh, i think this episode's long enough as it is we don't need to <laughs> okay. add it okay so what's the play what, what's the play like they had 27 of them so you got lots of choices um, I, I, you know it's it's hard to say because i think like plays i could name off the top of my head maybe one of the a-rod home runs in the 09 run yeah i i'm thinking aaron boone you know didn't mm. he do something remarkable in a playoff right that saved them uh in in, in a playoff series because it doesn't right, have to be in a world series right it doesn't have to be and it, it just has to be on a championship run and for some reason i've got like a recollection that that aaron boone home run did not come in a championship year for it them. did and it was it was in a cs i think uh i'm pretty sure i i i against the the red sox if i'm not mistaken right um, so um, it was Bob Musil, who was a fine ball player in 1923. No relation to Stan, I'm assuming. No, it's M-E-U-S-E-L, but good call there. His single in the eighth against the Giants in game six increased their chance of winning the championship uh, by uh, by 26.85%. But it's 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 more than that, right? Because you had Chris Chambliss had a famous hit for the Yankees. So in 1923... That was the year they opened the Yankee Stadium. So the Yankees had been playing in the polo grounds, uh, believe it or not, before that, uh, the house that Ruth built that year. Uh, and they win the World Series in the first year of of, of their uh, residency in that stadium. Oh, man. Uh, and they had laid it out like the way the polo grounds was because Ruth was hitting a lot of home runs. So they had the really short right field in the Yankee Stadium. And, and the, the dimensions changed a little bit, but that was sort of where the dimensions came from uh, in the first place. And interestingly enough, uh, you know, the, the Yankees, uh, also in what? Well, let's see what year. Um, uh, uh, had, I had a point to make here. Uh, the they they oh yeah they won the World Series the first year in the new Yankee Stadium in two thousand nine. Oddly enough, so that's pretty yeah. remarkable that they won the World Series so, the first year in the stadium. So what uh, you're telling me is that if you want to win the World Series as a Yankee, is build a new stadium. Didn't work for the Mets. <laughs> well, it just works for the Yankees apparently. So, so there you have it. You, 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 you've got all the the World Series that teams have won. The plays that you know, sort of. You did, we did forget one team. Okay, which is we forgot the Chicago White Sox. Oh, you're right. You're right. How did I skip over the White Sox? Um, and they don't. They had a big gap in World Series. I, I, I know right. that. Now I remember the that that World Series they won. I don't think they lost a game that entire postseason run. In 2005, mm-hmm. I think they just obliterated everybody. And, so and they they hadn't won since they won the World Series in 1917. And I think those are the only two World Series the White Sox have won. 
So yeah, so this play was Paul Canerco, one of my favorites actually growing yeah, me up. Too. Fantastic in MVP baseball 2005. He had a grand slam in the seventh, uh, in the seventh uh, again in game two of the uh, 2005 World Series that put the White Sox up six to four. And yeah. like I, I think it's just for one of those things that you know it's really tough to have a big championship swing moment in a postseason in which you blow the doors off of everybody <laughs> but just think about this so it increased the percentage by 18.58 percent but the final glory in that particular game belonged to scott posednik there's a name right remember scott posednik who hit a tie-breaking walk-off homer in the bottom of the ninth but it was Konerko who turned the tie so even though posednik gets the credit for like hitting this amazing home run Konerko enabled posednik to have that moment right so and and sorry, White Sox fans, for for not not catching that earlier. And I'm pretty sure that it's only 1917 and 2005. So that's a franchise that you know probably has had more you know uh, frustration, right? Only winning two World Series uh, than they're an original team as well in 120 odd years. So. Well, well, there you have. It. I don't know. I, I had fun doing that. Actually, it's kind of it's kind of you know, a winter kind of thing to do. Uh, so uh, you know, it's it's great to to see that you know some of the Hall of Famers were important, but a lot of guys that you just wouldn't think of. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, and you can follow us on Twitter at Almost Hoops.